Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. We were there uh, in Texas, Dallas, and it's one of the first shows we did. And we played one day, and everyone in the room just stood up and just started belting that song out with their light, phone lights out and everything. And I just got emotional. And it, it doesn't happen very often in our shows. And I just couldn't sing the words in the chorus because I was just, there's a flash of emotion to thinking of how. I needed to hear those words that moment and how they needed to hear them and how I could just see on their faces that that was a song that had carried them for the past year. And it was just this moment of gratefulness to God. And he'll be able to experience that all over again as he gets set to hit the road in the very near future. We're joined today by Michael Cochran of Cochran and Company. He will be joining Toby Mac on his Hits Deep Tour that gets underway very soon. Today on Connections, Michael Cochran will share with us the excitement behind that tour, what people can expect, and what it's been up to over the past couple of years. We're going to hear that and so much more. We're joined today by Michael Cochran of Cochran and Company. You're about to head out on an amazing tour. We're going to talk about that tour. But first, you're talking to people in Canada and you got us excited last week. You posted a video to your Instagram. What did you experience for the first time ever last week, Michael? Oh, I experienced <laughs> hockey for the first time ever. I mean, aside from Mighty Ducks and Miracle, <laughs> uh, you know, which is a little different in person. <laughs> yeah. What did you think watching uh, the game and the speed of the NHL players and stuff like that? Oh, I thought it was incredible. It's so fast paced. But I was a little embarrassed because, I mean, I'm, I'm a sports guy. I grew up playing all kinds of sports in Indiana. Hockey just wasn't one of them. And so I found myself for the first time in my life being lost at a sporting event as far as, like, rules and, and you know, what they're doing. And so I, I, I felt like, you know, the first time I took my wife to a baseball game, that's how she was. She was like, now, what does that guy do? Now, who does he? Okay, now what? Now, now yeah. I do this, what is that? So that's exactly how I was with my friend I was there with. I was like, okay, now what does that guy do? Who does he? And I just found myself, I was like, oh, I probably should have been more patient with my wife because he is where I am, <laughs> not knowing anything about this either. <laughs> right so, on. so what are your thoughts now? Is this going to be a new favorite for you? You know, I think so. I, I just, I really liked the pace of play. To me, that was just so cool. There was it was just nonstop excitement. I mean, they, they break their stick and they just, somebody tosses them another one and they keep rolling and the broken stick just stays on the ice. You know, it's like, there's no time for that. We're just going to keep going. So <laughs> I thought, I thought that was really cool. I've got a lot of friends in Nashville that are Predators fans, you know? And so I, I thought maybe I'll go to one of those next. Nice. Um, now, yeah, we think sports in Indiana, maybe basketball, I guess, comes to mind. You mentioned you played sports a lot as a kid. What about music? Where did music come into your life growing up? Or was it something later in life for you? No, music was early on in my life. Just my grandparents were so musical. My grandma played uh, organ and piano at my church. My grandpa sang. Uh, they, in our small town, they kind of traveled around and sang at weddings and funerals. And then my dad played the guitar around the house all the time. So it was just like in my blood. Uh, and then it became a much bigger part of my life whenever I realized I wasn't that good at sports, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was around middle school. You know, in, in middle school, I got cut from my basketball team. And that was pretty devastating for a middle schooler, you know. And uh, then I realized I had all winter to uh, play music instead. And at that time I was playing drums a lot. I took piano lessons as a kid, but I was really into the drum set 
in middle school band. And so I just started playing drums like crazy. And then I, I got asked to uh, be in a band with upperclassmen, you know, and, and travel around, play like rock music. And so that's really where my, like my love for performing and my taste of the road kind of came from. We traveled around the Midwest and played like little places for teenagers, stuff like that, you know? And uh, towards the end of high school, I just started playing piano again, kind of out of nowhere. My mom bought me a keyboard. I just sat in my room for hours and just started writing songs, mostly about girls and, mm -hmm. you know, just, uh, most of the songs were really dumb and, you know, I wouldn't want no one to ever hear them. <laughs> but, uh, when I got into college, uh, I, by the time I was going to college, I decided I wanted to play music and maybe see if that worked to like make a living, you know? And so I was planning on moving to Nashville and playing the honky tonks, you know, and, and all the bars and stuff like that. And, and around that time, God had really began to work in my life and began to really draw me back to himself. I kind of went wayward in high school, which is a lot of people's story, you know? But around the same time, God was drawing me back to himself in a relationship. It was the same time my music began to shift. And I began to think, you know what? I, I could do this for the Lord and for his people and write songs that encourage them. And I started serving at a church. And uh, by that point in time, music was just all I wanted to do, no matter what it looked like, whether it was on a stage or whether it was you know, in a sanctuary or whatever. I just wanted to play music. I wanted to use it to in encourage people and just bring hope. What was that transition like for you going from secular to worshiping? You know, at first it was like, it was like, a, I, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't play any of the other music anymore. Like, cause I was, you know, I had, I had just made so many mistakes in my high school years and, and early part of college. And, and so I was like, okay, I need to just like cold Turkey, everything secular, you know, like I need to just play worship music, Christian music only. And, uh, I, I kind of realized like, okay, maybe there's a balance here. I don't have to go so militant. <laughs> with, you know, like, like maybe I can, my heart can be right for the first time in my life and my motivations can be right. And then if I sing an Eagles song one day, it's not, it's not for the same reasons I used to, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that still happens today. You know, I write, uh, I write predominantly Christian music, uh, and I love to perform for people in the church and I love to encourage people. And I also love to play a, a Beatles song every once in a while. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, I love that. and the Lord's, the Lord has really shown me that it's really about the heart, you know, and about the motivation behind it. Your music is awesome and definitely impactful. What does that feel like knowing that your music is changing lives? You know, it, to me, it's, uh, it's surreal a lot of times, you know, uh, I, the first, I don't want to say maybe the first, but one of the biggest moments I've had of that realization of like, wow, God really is doing something in our music was uh, coming off uh, the quarantine time. You know, uh, we went back on hits deep in 2021 early in February for a few dates and all kinds of restrictions, obviously, and, and uh, smaller crowds, and yada, yada. But we, we were there uh, in Texas, Dallas, and it was one of the first shows we did. And we played one day, and everyone in the room just stood up and just started belting that song out with their light, phone lights out and everything. And I just got emotional. And it, it doesn't happen very often in our shows, and I just couldn't sing the words of the chorus because I was just – there's a flash of emotions of thinking of how – I needed to hear those words at that moment and how they needed to hear them and how I could just see on their faces that that was a song that had carried them for the past year. 
And it was just this moment of gratefulness to God traded it that, you know, through Christian radio and through playlisting or whatever, that this music has gotten in front of people and at the right time they needed it. And then they just held on to it. And that is just blows my mind that that would be something that, you know, that we created. And, and obviously, you know, God, I believe inspires us towards that. And it, it just, but it is humbling. Uh, I love church. Take me back. Uh, it always makes me think of my Sunday school teacher in grade one, Mrs. Lowen. I, I can like <laughs> visualize her right away. And she gave us little caramel candies every week. If we did the memory verse, right. And, oh uh, yeah. Gives me like that. It takes me back to that. But then it also makes me think of like, yeah, my small little hometown church that stood beside me and watched me wander and was there for me when I came back and they were there for me uh, with open arms too. And really shows the importance of community for us to be involved in people's lives like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I always tell people church is not perfect. Right. I mean, we've all experienced those moments of like, ugh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But but when it's when it when the local church is getting it right, there's really nothing on earth like it as beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I just wanted that song to encourage people to do that very thing. Think back to those people that helped you, and maybe for people who've never experienced that, to just paint this picture of like, hey, it's out there. You can find that community. Now, speaking of your music, uh, the past couple of years have been unusual. Uh, for all of us, but you as a musician, uh, how has the pandemic impacted your music and touring? Well, at first, you know, in March of 2020, uh, it was like, it's like the stages of grief almost, you know, it's like you have denial, you have, you know, whatever those are. Cause at first I was like, this is going to be, you know, just a couple of weeks. And we'll, I was supposed to go back out in April with Toby on something else. And I was like, okay, this will be, we'll be fine by then. And then it became clear that was not going to be the case. So at first it was kind of a lot of sitting around pouting, you know, like, uh, why can't we do this? Why can't we tour? Why can't, why is our livelihood, (laughs) you know, on the guillotine right now? And then it became this kind of flash moment of, you know what, we have to just figure out a way to continue to do what we do and what we're called to do. And so we quickly pivoted from woe is me to like, okay, let's figure this out. So the first thing we did was, we saw, we thought it was funny. Everybody was canceling tours and posting all around social media. This tour's canceled. So I had my team create a tour flyer uh, and post it up. And it was the tour of my house tour. And so we just started doing <laughs> these, these virtual concerts yeah. across my house. We did one in the living room, in the kitchen. We even did one in the bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just anything to try and bring a smile to people's faces and continue to do what we feel called to do, which is get in front of people with our music and point them to Christ. And I think people needed that more than they ever had, you know, in that year. And I saw lots of other artists doing the same thing. And then we started being able to do uh, this kind of new idea of concerts at drive-in theaters in a lot of parts of the country. And so uh, I was asked to come out uh, with Toby Mac and tour around. We did, I think across a year and a half, we did like 65 drive-in theater shows. Uh, and those were really neat. And so without that, I think I would have sat around a whole lot more, <laughs> but touring changed so much. And though it was hard in, in those shows because you weren't seeing people's faces anymore. 
you know, and, and same with virtual uh, shows. Yeah. You were just, you were performing to your phone in your living room or you're performing to cars in an open field. And so that personal connection of, is this working? Do they, you know, is this song, do they like this? Are they having fun? You know, and it was kind of hard to navigate at first. And so the first time we found ourselves back in, uh, in front of flesh and blood people was like January of the next year or something like that. And, uh, to see their eyes and their smiles and their faces, it was like so incredible. It was like, I think since then I've just been more on fire and more invigorated to like just play for people and just be face to face sharing, you know, God's word and song and just like being that encouragement that they need and like whatever it looks like, whether it's in people's backyards or in an arena or whatever. I don't think I've ever been more excited to just get out and, and perform and worship with people. Now, and Hits Deep Tour is hitting the road again uh, right away here at the start of February. You're going all across the states, and, like, it's a crazy lineup. Not only do we get to see you in concert, but there's Toby Mac, Crowder, uh, Kane, and Tarion. Like, what's it like to be on a lineup like that? It's uh, kind of a dream come true. These are, like, truly some of my favorite artists right now. I love their music. I love their hearts. I'm just, I'm, when I saw the lineup, you know, cause you don't always know when you agree to a tour, like who's going to be on it. And so when I saw the rest of it, I was like, Oh, this is going to be like the tour of a lifetime. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really, I really think it's going to be a super special night for everybody that comes out. And I know we're going to have a lot of fun backstage. You know, uh, we just hung out with uh, the Kane siblings the other day at rehearsal and we're going to be on a bus with them, you know, for, two months straight and we're just looking forward to the hangs you know we're both office fans and so uh, i know there's going to be some office marathons happening (laughs) on on the bus Uh, the the other cool thing about this tour is it's not just a tour you're gonna you know be out performing everybody's gonna be happy but this tour is giving back as well yeah absolutely you know in every community that we come in uh i know they partner with local communities and um i think they make it incredible impacts, you know, wherever we're going. That's just something great that Awakening does. How cool is it to be involved in something where not only do you get to perform, but also there are people benefiting, not only being impacted, but benefiting at the same time? You know, I think it's huge. I think that uh, knowing that, like, when we leave town, that there's still going to be good happening in those areas from it, and, and not just from, you know, I mean, spiritual standpoint of just kind of when you come and you light a fire in people's hearts, you know, and then you go, that fire keeps spreading, but also, you know, to have actual uh, tangible things impacting as well in the community, I think it's great. What do you, what's it like when you're on the road? Like, do you have a lot of time and do you feel more creative? Like you're writing while you're on the bus a lot, or is it more like if you're on the bus, it's time to just veg out and relax and watch the office and, that kind of stuff. I don't know how it is for everyone, but for me, the bus is a, is a hard space to be like real productive on because, you know, there's 12 people living on a tour bus together. Man. Uh, so, so it's, you know, you're just traveling on a sardine can down the road. <laughs> you know? uh, so it's, it, it, some people maybe can function better. I, so usually I use the bus as just a social, you know, just hanging, relaxing. And then during the day, and the evenings in the venue, in my dressing room or somewhere around town in a coffee shop or wherever, that's where I try to get uh, creative and 
because uh, definitely creativity is just flowing everywhere out on the road because you're hearing all these incredible artists every night. Their sets, you're playing, you're seeing people's faces, you're talking to people, meeting new people. So all of that is like just okay. What do I do with all this inspiration? You know, I gotta either I'm gonna make some cool videos, or I'm gonna write some new music and stuff. And I'm writing for a new album right now, so I know that'll be. A lot of my time out on the road will be riding, but I don't do it well on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I do it better uh, tucked away in a dressing room somewhere in the venue, and uh, and trying to find other people that are out on the road to do it too. Because everybody wants to write together, you know. Everybody wants to collaborate hmm. on the road because uh, it's so. It's the only time you're ever going to be that close to everybody. Yeah, it's your day chance, in day out. Right? You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you know, I live in Indiana, but even people that live in Nashville together. You know, it takes forever to get together sometimes, just coordinate that in your home with your families, your home with your friends and all your other responsibilities. So it's hard to just have those uh, intentional collaborations like you can on the road. Now you, have, you mentioned new music. You've got this tour. Anything else new and exciting happening um, in the future for you? You know, we have a new song uh, coming out very soon. I can't give the title away yet, but <laughs> very, very excited about it. Uh, I think it's I think it's really going to be a special one. And so that is leading in you know, to the whole project, which we're hoping will be out sometime this summer and finished. And so I'm just very excited for album two. I'm very excited, uh, obviously for this tour and more tours coming this year. And I just, I just think that God's just being very kind uh, to me in this season, just to have these opportunities. Tell us uh, if we want to check out the next time you're at a hockey game or see your other videos and stuff like that, how can we, stay up to date with you on uh, social media or your website and things like that. Yeah. You know, uh, find me on Instagram. That's probably the best way. Uh, Cochran music, C O C H R E N music is my uh, handle for all my social media, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on TikTok as well. Nice. Uh, so I'm trying to figure that out. I don't dance. Same. So if you're, if you're worried, <laughs> if you're worried that that might be happening, it's not. So it's safe <laughs> to come over to my page. <laughs> Hey, you did hockey for the first time. You got to do this dancing now. You got to yeah, get it started for the trend first time. <laughs> you know, I'll have to. I'll have to try out something. I don't know what. I mean, I was pretty good at the Macarena back in the day. Maybe I can throw that up. <laughs> there, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I just gave you a follow on TikTok, so I'll keep oh, an eye great. out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making time for us. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you both. Have a great day. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again, you could do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike Tom and Colleen Hood. You can find that podcast at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. While you're there, you can check out some of the other conversations that we've had. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.